You are listening to the Mary Jane Society podcast, brought to you by Studio 420, a cannabis-friendly marketing agency. I'm your host, Pam Schmiel, Marketing Director for Studio 420. Today I'm recording from the floor of MJ Unpacked, and I got to sit down with two female founders I have admired from afar. I sat down with serial entrepreneurs Laura Eisman and Allison Krongard of Her Highness, the female-first luxury lifestyle cannabis brand built by women for women. They are well on their way to becoming one of the first nationally recognized cannabis brands. I was eager to find out how they are doing it. Let's meet Laura and Allison. I really appreciate um, you guys taking your time to stop in because I see you're just busy, busy, busy out there. And, um, and, and I'm really kind of excited because I feel like Her Highness is one of the uh, more known uh, life, you know, brands that are out there, recognizable brands compared mm-hmm. to others. And so that's why I really wanted to talk to you, like, how did you so quickly do this and build it? And, you know, people are looking for that national recognition. And Your brand, I keep recognizing, I keep seeing it, so whatever you're doing, it's working, and and you're one of the few that's that's getting it out there on the national level, so so that's really cool. So um, I guess then, since we don't have a lot of time and we're here at um, MJ Unpacked, I'll try to get to my my favorite questions, but I guess, how did you guys get together to start uh, Her Highness? Um, What's the story behind it? I know you were successful entrepreneurs before this. So how did, how did you both meet, and where do you live? <laughs> Sorry. So we're both New Yorkers, and that's important to say because our brand really is this New York-style lifestyle brand. Um, Allison and I know each other from business, uh, you know, from being entrepreneurs at the same time. Um, I had my business, Girl Shop, and Allison's business, Ball Candy Arts, and we actually worked together um, because we were in the space at the same time. Um, So we met professionally, and then coincidentally, we lit our Hamptons homes were within blocks of each other. So walking distance, which is very rare in the Hamptons, you can't walk anywhere. So so we became friends, and our children went to the same school in the Hamptons, and and that's where we really got to know each other and um, started smoking and enjoying cannabis together and really brainstorming the idea that would eventually become Her Highness. Which is actually kind of rare because parents smoking with other parents, you know, it's not, you keep that on the down low usually. I, I don't remember ever telling any parent in the schoolyard that I might enjoy. I don't know how I it came it. up. I don't yeah. know. We smoked together. We must have. And you're like, yay! Yeah, I know. It's so fun when you find a mom smoker or right. like any like local smoker in your yeah, yeah. Um, group. But yeah, we sort of are both creative so and came from creative spaces and so typically those are the people smoking pot. Right, right, people right. People who um, you know, smoke to access more of their brain and creativity and idea flow, um, which we both did in our former ventures. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming together on cannabis made sense. I mean, for me, cannabis has been sort of my, um, one of my muses for all, all time. I, my best designs, my biggest selling ideas mm. were 
things I thought of when I was completely high. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Still to this day, my best ideas, completely high. Yeah, sometimes if I just need to get, I know you do hear people say that, but if you really do need to get that creativity flowing, just a little low dose of something to just get it going and relax my mind. And and then also, as two successful entrepreneurs, were you a little nervous getting together and starting a business together in the way that it's kind of like you're used to making those decisions? Well, maybe we were high when we made the decision to work (laughs) together. Um, it, it didn't really cross our minds, mm-hmm. but later on we did discover that we're both, you know, boss people. Boss people, yeah, yeah. that's the word we I was looking for. We jumped right in, we were and, so excited with our idea. Yeah, and we're both very strong, you know, personality, and luckily we do agree on the bigger picture things, and so we, we struggle a little with the power thing. And what are, what are the uh, responsibilities? Like, is one the designer, one the... What's your, or do you just kind of just do it both together? I, you know, it's a good question. Uh-huh. We decided to be co-everything in the beginning, and so we're co-founders. We wanted to be co-CEOs, which, you know, good or bad, that's what we are. And even though we kind of take from our prior experience, from our prior businesses, and we kind of take that on as a lead, most decisions, like we won't do anything that we're not both agreed on. And so that's just sort of where we wound up organically. But we could use a coach to (laughs) divide things a little, you know, more, but it's working for us. Yeah, obviously it's working. (laughs) Um, And you, I I believe, you got investors early on? We Uh, did, yeah. Merida Capital. Okay. Okay, Merida Capital. Um, And how, how did you do that? As a new brand, is it because of your past experience? Who's going to, especially in this space, though you are ancillary mostly, right? I mean, you do have your pre-rolls. and We do. But well, we're both. So yeah, we, both. Okay. we have THC in several states. We have our hemp CBD nationwide, and we have our um, accessories that are also nationwide. And we use the different divisions of the company to further the business. But, I mean, we are both really marketers. Um and both of us in our previous ventures found the white space in a luxury female market. So when we came together and pitched our idea, we sort of came with the experience of, um, you know, we should have done this already. We've already spoken to her, that same customer. We've been selling to her for 20 years, and now we're just talking about cannabis. But it's really the same conversation, we've just switched the topic, and so we had had so much experience. Um, it really, we haven't had the same problems that other people in cannabis have had. Mm-hmm. We've had different problems, but um, we really, being traditional marketers from CPG and just applying traditional marketing rules like identifying your customer and building a product for them instead of the other way around, which is how it began with the legacy space, sort of gave us a leg up in that way. Mm-hmm. So we weren't making whatever we make and then looking for a customer. We knew who our customer was and made everything very specifically for her. So the product always feels authentic and it feels niche, even though it's not niche because we're talking to all women. Right, right. Oh, and, and also from your previous businesses, you were not in the luxury market. 
right? So now you're entering well, high end. High end. Okay. Yeah, so for sure. okay. Okay. Yeah. So you consider it. Okay. Yeah. So I was just thinking this just seems so super luxury to me that I, I, I was wondering how you approached your marketing versus just regular marketing, or do you just find it the same way that, like you said, you you figured out who you wanted to market to and, and you built that brand around it. Um, do you do you think there's a different way to market? to just the female and the, is there, and I guess what I'm asking, I mean, like, the, the we, we speak to women through our product, I mean, not just, and our messaging, of course, but when you touch our product and you open up a box of our pre-rolls and open the gold box and pull out a gold lighter that's heavy and you see it's refillable and then you went go to pull out a pre-roll and the long crutch, you're like, oh, this feels elegant in my hand. It's like this whole experience of the unboxing that, you have before you even light it up and then experience the strains we chose so carefully and how we've filled this pre-roll for you. Um, it takes you on this whole feminine journey. Uh, and as far as your pre-rolls go, is that the only THC product that you have out right now? No. Okay. No, we have okay. an entire collection. So our first launch was in a legal market. California. Okay, okay. So we launched our pressure oil first, okay. and that's probably across the board the most talked about best selling product because it truly works. It's an orgasm intensifier. Wow, okay, I saw that over there, and I wanted to also ask you yeah, what was your most uh, best selling product? So it's that. Well, your, that's oh, oh, up there. Oh, it's up there, yeah. okay. Well, that's because we do products in both the CBD and the THC space, and that's a product that has gotten a lot of attention because of what it is, and right. we get press on it, we get testimonials, we get really too much information type of testimonials <laughs> where um, editors have gone to great detail of their experience, and so it's a very unique product because it's made specifically for women. Um, that said, in legal markets, we tend to have more pre-rolls on the market. You know, we, we just really can pivot, which mm -hmm. also is something that's unique to us. During um, during COVID, we found out what we're selling. We we launched a 20-pack of pre-rolls, which really nobody did that before. Mm -hmm. And we called it Quarantine Queen. And so mm -hmm. we just, you know, we're able to kind of, you know, really feel out what's needed at the moment and kind of dive into that. So we're doing pre-rolls now with diamonds. I was just going to ask if that that's like the, seems to be the rage that everybody's yeah. doing. Yeah. We're combining them with Laughing Buddha and diamonds for this super giggly experience. They're called the Giggle Puffs. They just launched in California. The strain of weed that's, you know, giggly. And um, we love giggly strains. Yeah. We've had products named Giggle. And so it's really what women loved. You know, we're finally get a chance to not be taken care of the family or whatever. Right, right. Just, just laugh. laugh. Mm -hmm. Just laugh. Right. Laugh is the best medicine. Right. And how are you in infusing your pre-rolls? I know I've, I've been hearing, I've been specifically looking at them because um, I represent this infused pre-roll brand as well. And um, I, I hear the different problems people are having, the smokers versus the manufacturers. Um, and the different methods that they're using with the rosin in between. I met someone out there who's doing um, a crumbled hash, so it's just mixed mm -hmm. into there. Yeah, Dipping. we like to try hash. We've never done dips. We've done plenty of keef. This is our first oh. time with diamonds. Okay. Now, um, what are diamonds? Diamonds.
alignment of, well, it's a concentrate, okay. and um, so it really amplifies the high, super euphoric. Oh, okay, so it, um, you would you would use the... Uh, it's mixed in with the flower. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's like a one long... Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's what I've been hearing. Okay, yeah. that's difficult too because you have to have the airflow in there. Someone that's explaining Our manufacturer okay. is so good at it. Okay. We can d literally do anything. And so we'd like to try some hash infused maybe mm. next time too because it's sort of a different kind of high. Right, right. Yes, okay, that's really cool. Um, oh, how, uh, as far as your multi state expansion strategy, um, what are some lessons? How many states are you in? Massachusetts. So we're launching Ohio and Pennsylvania very soon. Okay. And that's our first medical state. So okay. And then um, in July we'll be in Canada with our pleasure oil. So oh. by July we'll be in seven, but now I think we're in four. And then of course you want to come into New York, being New Yorkers. I mean, wait. oh, so how how are you doing that? Are you partnering with a, a grower, or are you? We've actually. Spoken to several growers at this show, but we're talking to a couple MSOs, and we're just trying to figure out um, our national strategy for the next year. And um, so, probably our New York partner will also be that partner. But mm -hmm. we're we're really oh uh, the, an MSO partner. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. We're gotcha. still to fi to fill in the rest of the state. Okay. All right, wow, that's going to be really great. Um, and what are some mistakes or challenges that you've had, you know, that you kind of learned early on in that expansion strategy now going forward? It's like, oh, we're not going to do that again, or, you know, like. Hmm. I mean, the, you know, the expansion strategy of licensing is really a very typical model for normal business, but when applied to cannabis, because it's new in this space, you know, of course. There have been issues, but um, I think more of our problems happened earlier on. Before, you know, the licensing model for us is a much easier model. In California, when we're dealing with all, you know, the whole supply chain, um, you know, there's just a lot of things that are beyond our control in cannabis. So we've had delayed product launches. We, our first products were vapes that had a flavor and was right at the vape crisis, and mm -hmm. so we kind of put a halt on that. And so, you know, a lot of things that just, you know, you need to at a certain point just roll with it. And we focus on the things that we can control, which is our CBD line and our accessory line. Right. And so we can really control that, and, and that's a really um, important aspect of our marketing strategy use our products that can exist in the world, mm -hmm. the non-cannabis world, to drive our brand recognition and our brand loyalty, and then... And the experience. Mm -hmm. The whole experience, and then when we do partner with MSOs or single-state operators to launch in that state, it's easier on us because they're doing all of the compliance and the, and the manufacturing, and it just yeah. it allows us to do what we're good at. And get in a couple states at the same time, right? As opposed to trying to do all with that the, with as few partners as possible. Because now we're at the point where, with eight states, 
that are already spoken for, um, to add another partner is difficult. And with one partner covering many states, which is what we are doing right now with Tilt in Massachusetts, Ohio, Pennsylvania, possibly New York, and maybe other oh. states as they expand, um, they are buying the packaging, which is a huge expense, and mm -hmm. they'll disseminate it among their states. And that allows us to grow much faster. Oh, okay. So is that a, a licensing deal then? Mm -hmm. With them, it's that they're licensing it, they manufacture it, distribute it. Exactly. Do you have to provide any sales or marketing support for them? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's what you guys would be doing for them, but they're doing everything else, getting exactly. it into the stores. Okay, cool. Yeah, we drive a lot of sales. We're constantly calling them. Call this person, they're interested. Spoke to this store, they want to visit. You know, we're constantly behind the scenes. Oh, does it, go through, does it go through their team? Their it goes staff? through their team but you're and pushed. our team. Oh. And also, I work with a lot of MSOs making deals that are multi-state so that there'll be a buy for at least the accessories in five states at a time that takes up shelf space for the THC to come in. Okay. I guess my last question, because I don't want to keep you guys too long. Actually, I have just two questions. What's been your most successful marketing strategy, either like PR? We have a lot of organic PR, you know, press at the moment. Yeah, right. I would think so. Yeah, I would say with women, word mouth is everything. And the more that we produce products that have little surprises inside, you know, that's what people are on social media, you know, they're, they're doing the unboxing, they're showing that, you know, oh my god, I opened this, you know, cigarette box from Her Highness and I got a free lighter, or whatever it is, you know, those little things are what's generating this buzz, and then it's just, you know, telling your friends, and... Yeah, you know, I mean, you guys are perfect for social media just because of all, you know, what the whole brand is, but now that I'm kind of thinking about it, you have, like, this... Having your whole ancillary side of it and the female focused, I think is probably really pushing your 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 THC products. That was the whole point of it. That's okay, that, yeah. that's your strategy. Yeah, it just dawned on me. That I'm like, gets us this? mainstream press and gives us the opportunity to talk about our THC product in Cosmo. We right. just did a story on this ring, but this ring allows our brand to be in Cosmo. Exactly. And then once we go national, or the people, whoever, in whatever state that you're, you're dealing with, oh, that is really, actually, you know, I love that. It's about bringing mainstream into Canada. Right. right? So mm -hmm. that, and that's what's on trend now, but we've been saying it for five years, mm -hmm. you know, and that's where we, where we started. So we started with the woman, not with the woman who comes from Canada. Any woman. Right. Make, making all it. women. All we're, women. We're speaking to all, all women. women. Yeah. And yeah. some of our products can really speak to that, like the high heels of that. When we talk about them, even women are like, no, I don't want CBD. When we explain what it is, it's transdermal. You adhere it to the balls of your feet, slide into your stilettos, and you're pain-free for four or six hours. When women hear that, they just want it. It doesn't yeah. matter that it has cannabis, you know, but we're educating them that, yes, Cannabis provides pain relief, and because this is where you need it, so we're meeting women where they already are, and that's really what's um, distinguishing us from other cannabis brands. We're just specifically focused on that cannabis element. Right, just pushing out that flower and mm -hmm. the strains and the this and then that, and now the pre-roll. I think that's why everyone's doing the infused. It's like tr everybody's trying to, how can mm. I be different? But you, right, because it's just lettuce. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. And but that's a, that's a great strategy. Okay. My last question is, how do 
you, uh, how, do, how do you do your R&D? Like, what's the process? Do you just brainstorm and just sit and smoke one night and just say, okay, how can we come up with these transdermal patches? Or, you know, how do you, are you looking at what's trending? Constantly reading, constantly Con researching, early in the morning, yeah. trolling all, many periodicals in every state. What's everyone talking about? Totally. What's, but it's also, yeah. it's a combination, so it's important for us to know what's out there and any new innovation technology, like with the transdermals and how we reimagined it, but also it's about our lifestyles, it's about us talking about what we need, mm. and just really, like, all of those things, so bringing that together and being like, okay, this is out there, but how does that apply to our market? Right. And we do have a lot of brainstorming sessions, mm. and we are very clever with our naming, with our messaging, mm. you know, it's all just, all of those things are noticed by women, and when right. we read our packaging, it all kind of, the buy-in is there um, yeah, it's on great. many, many levels. Very great, very great. Well, thank you both so much. I've, I've been wanting to meet you both because I've seen you out there and I'm like, New York women, I just, you know, I, I you know. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season 1 of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.